and welcome to this episode of my podcast. Today we'll be learning a bit more about my lived experience of bipolar. I was diagnosed with bipolar 12 years ago and I want to tell you my story about how it happened, what happened and things that began in my life that made me realise that I wasn't like everybody else. Now everything started when I was at school and I was really academic, did really well, did a lot of drama, art, acting, I was did loads of sport and I thought life was great. Everything changed in my life when I left home and went to university. I started to change and I remember thinking to myself, I feel weird. I stopped exercising a lot, I stopped drinking enough water, I stopped eating well. I relied on smash which is mashed potato, powdered mashed potato with cheese on top. That's what I relied on. I also didn't really talk to my mum so I kind of stopped doing my coping strategies and as I said then I started to feel unwell. So I ended up going to the doctor. I went I went to the doctor and said I don't feel right, I, f- I feel quite uneasy. She then said to me do a pregnancy test. So I did a pregnancy test, I wasn't pregnant and she said right there's nothing wrong with you, go away. And she actually said to me these words, you're just growing up. There is nothing wrong with you. These feelings and sensations that you have is just a part of you growing up. So I thought, oh, okay, that's that's fine. I listen to the doctors. I always have done, always will do. So I know that what they say is right. And that's what I've always been brought up to know. So I went along on my merry way. I thought to myself, every time I got those funny sensations, I convinced myself it was because I was growing up. So at uni, slowly but surely, my mannerisms changed. And I started to spend loads of money. I started to become a person that was eccentric and really over-exerted myself. I was very... I, I suppose... I was very kind of in your face and I think it was quite hard for people to cope with. I talked extremely fast. I was very promiscuous. I was in this kind of mentality that no one could touch me. No one could beat me. I'm unbeatable. Even to the point where I didn't even think about the the implications of my actions and where I got in trouble with the police. I had lots and lots of things going on in my life. I wouldn't open my post. I wouldn't answer the phone. I was collecting up so much debt that I had £3,000 worth of debt in parking fines and they were unmanaged so I had a debt collector come to my door and funnily enough, it's just really random, but he actually took me out for breakfast. That's a strange, strange scenario. You know, you expect these great big men coming round, taking all your money and this guy was about five foot and he just went, don't go out for breakfast. So yeah, that's a funny, funny uh, story there. So everything changed in my life. But I think the difference was I didn't know what was happening at all. I just thought I was growing up. I just thought everyone went through it. And because I didn't speak about it to anybody, I didn't know that something wasn't right. I stopped communicating with my mum because I just shut her off because I thought she was always moaning at me and she... It wasn't, it, our relationship wasn't great. Same with my brother. We didn't talk for two years. So I ended up kind of being a lone ranger 
and going out and doing things and drinking. My drinking got absolutely horrendous where I was just an alcoholic and I would be drinking from 12 o'clock onwards. And I wanted, I think now looking back, it's escapism because I didn't want to be the person I was because I felt this way about myself and I felt different feelings. If I drank alcohol, then it completely avoided the situation and I started to feel like a different person. Also, I hardly had any sleep. I think I relied on three hours of sleep a night. Absolutely ridiculous. And it just got to the point where I had this exuberance and all this energy and I didn't need my sleep. If you imagine you have one of the mannerisms of bipolar is racing thoughts and you have a racing thought. It goes round and round and round and round and round in your head, constant, constant, constant. So imagine when I put my head on a pillow, all I could think about were my thoughts and my feelings and what happened that day, what happened this day, I'm going to take over the world, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. So it was quite overwhelming, but I still didn't know anything was wrong. I just thought that was normal. And I remember having about three hours because I just couldn't focus and concentrate on going to sleep. My body was wired. I was buzzing from head to toe. The way I explain it is having Red Bull, that exuberance. So you're a bit tired and you think, I really need a, a pickup. So you pick up a, a can of Red Bull, you drink the Red Bull. That then kickstarts with the caffeine and it kickstarts your body. It starts to make you buzz, starts to give you energy, starts to kind of kickstart what you need to get you through that day. And you're on a caffeine high and you're buzzing. You might feel agitated, you might feel hungry, you might get a bit all over the place, so you might be a bit jittery as well. But the lucky thing is for you, it wears off. That is the lucky thing for you. For me, I don't have a choice. I don't have that can of Red Bull I can grab. It happens naturally. And I don't have a choice when it happens or how it happens. And I think that's the scary thing about thinking around bipolar and the implications of the condition because it is overwhelming when you think, I think back now and I think, oh my God, I was so out of control and things were so hard. And it's it just, to try and get your head around it, it's just ridiculous. So then my journey changed and I started to go to work and I left university without a degree and that was hard but I didn't care I still didn't care so my journey will continue in my 20s I was still on this roller coaster and I still didn't know what was going on, but I felt elated and I felt like every job I ever did, I'd jump. So I had four jobs at once. I had all this exuberance and all this energy and I was never tired. And I'd work and work and work. I actually got myself into a lot of debt. So I had to work all the hours under the sun to pay off this debt. So it really did take a long time. But aside from that, I decided to become in a barmaid. So I worked in a bar, worked in a pub. I was cabin crew. I was an estate agent. I was working for a tourism company. I did all sorts of jobs and they they were fine, 
but I'd jump. So I'd work in one industry for a couple of months, then I'd get bored, then I'd work in another industry. So throughout my 20s, that's what I was doing. When I got to 23, I started to become angry and I didn't know why. And that anger raged through me. And I remember just feeling on edge. And I remember all this anger surge, surge, surging through me. And I couldn't figure out why or what was wrong. And I needed to get rid of this anger. So I went to the doctor and said, I don't feel right. And I knew that something was wrong at that point. I knew I had anger. And the doctor asked me loads of questions and he said, okay, I think you're angry because you're grieving about your dad dying. Now, my dad died when I was 12, so this is a long, long time ago, but he thinks I didn't come to terms with it. So he referred me to a cognitive behavioural therapist, which helps you understand your thoughts, feelings and behaviours and emotions around your, your mental health. So I ended up going to this guy and I went to him for eight weeks, twice a week for eight weeks. And basically, after the eighth week, he asked me to write down my thoughts, feelings and behaviours and my emotions. So I wrote them all down, as you do in therapy, gets you to write lots of stuff. And I wrote all this stuff down. And then he said to me, put your piece of paper down. So I put my piece of paper down. And then he put a piece of paper next to mine and said, read my piece of paper. No word of a lie, every single word that was written on his piece of paper was on mine, every word. And for the first time in my life, I said, how do you know how I feel? Now, talking to you now about that still makes you feel emotional because going back to when I told you about when I was 18, feeling the way I felt, going to the nurse and the doctor saying I didn't feel right and them saying, no, you're growing up, there's nothing wrong with you, to then when you see a psychologist, years and years and years later, saying to you, yeah, you're not right. You have a mental health problem and here's the evidence. So then I said to him, what's mental health? And he explained a bit about it and said, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. You have something called bipolar. He explained the highs and the lows, so the mania and the depression. And he went through all of that with me. Now, the main part of bipolar is the different sides. So there's three different types of bipolar. You have Bipolar 1, where you have a bout of mania for a prolonged period of time, then you dip into depression. Bipolar 2 is where you have a long bout of depression, then you peak into mania. And bipolar 3 is where you have rapid cycling. Now 1 and 2 are torn apart by the mania and the depression and the severity of them. So with bipolar 1, you have that bout of mania for a prolonged period of time, as I said. It's called hypermania. So that's hypermania, which is the absolute top form of mania you can have. Bipolar 2 is where you experience hypomania, which is just sits below the absolute max. But for that person going through that condition, it is the absolute max for them. So they still experience the same things, just not to the absolute top extreme. And then rapid cycling can instantly change. So one minute you can feel really elated, within an hour you can feel really low. And these issues with bipolar are debilitating they're really really hard to cope with they're draining on your body on your mind everything is connected so that's why bipolar is one of the 
with bipolar schizophrenia they're like the main um most difficult mental health problems to have and then the other ones come next to that so the most enduring mental health problems are bipolar and schizophrenia they have to be medicated and if they don't then you can leave that slippery slope and that slippery path so with me i was sat there in this room with this psychiatrist psychologist thinking what do i do now I've got this guy telling me i have this condition which i never knew about and i have a mental health problem I was 24 at this time and I had no idea about mental health. Not, no way, shape, form, nothing. 24. I'm now 36. So that's not a long time ago. And I still had no clue about mental health. So then the doctor said to me, the psychologist said to me, you need to go and see someone now. You are very, very ill. You have to go. So I ended up going to a doctor. And the doctor nearly had kittens because he was so concerned with my health. And he sent me, he he did all these forms and all of these phone calls. And it was quite overwhelming because I was just in this doctor's surgery and he was flapping about. And I didn't know the severity of the condition at the time. And he got me in to the mental health team. Now, those of you that are familiar with mental health teams, it's very difficult to get into one straight away. They have a referral process where they have a discussion every once a week or every day about different people that have come into the process and it's how they're going to deal with that and how they're going to help people. So luckily, I don't know how we did it. He was the most amazing doctor in the world and he got me into the mental health team within 24 hours. I went to the mental health team, which was in College Keep, which is in a part of Southampton and... I went to see the manager and she was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely amazing. I had no clue what to expect going into this alien place, not knowing about mental health, not knowing anything, no, nothing at all. And then I spoke to her and she put my mind at rest. She was very kind to me. She explained everything. She told me, you are aware that you have, you know, the symptoms of an extremely difficult and hard mental health problem. And I said, right, okay, I, I never knew, you know, that this, this was so serious. So then I saw a psychiatrist extremely quickly within a week. He sat me down and I went through all my mannerisms with him. I told him my story. He said, right, do you know that you, what you're struggling with? And I said, no, apparently it's bipolar, but I don't know a lot about it. So he told me what I told you about the three different types. He then told me about the mannerisms around the mania and the depression and how it affects you. So I then gained a bit of an understanding about bipolar, bare minimum. And then he said to me, you know, you, I will be looking into a diagnosis of bipolar. And then two weeks I had a diagnosis of bipolar one. Then they started my journey on medication. Now, people talk about medication and they think, it's a magic pill and once you take medication it takes it all away and that's not the case with me I've been on eight different types of medications lots and lots of different strengths lots of different variations mixing it up put different ones t together it it's just been an absolute I, I don't want to say mess but it's 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 been a lot and very very heavy to cope with 
I remember taking my first medication and I was knock, knocked out in bed and all I'd do is sleep, 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 24 hours, four to six hours, all, all these hours and hours and hours and my life would just melt away. And then they changed my medication again and I started putting on weight because it was a weight gain drug. So all these things happened and I'm safe to say finally my medication is now level and I'm in the, the best place ever. But you'll learn about that a little bit later on.